Welcome to Coinology, the podcast. You ain't getting no money if you constantly worried about what everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes on what everybody else doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing a deal, I get you done. Welcome to Coinology, the podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to a special episode of Coinology. We're back with season Trey. And I'm sitting with none other than, I think most of you guys know, I probably don't even have to tell you who I'm sitting with, but I'm sitting across from none other than Robert Latruth Hampton. Y'all give it up for Latruth. He's in the studio today. All right, the truth, the truth. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I I don't know if you can see through the glasses. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I see better. Okay, you see better with the glasses on. Okay, all right. (laughs) For those who don't know, and I know it's very few of you guys who may not know, the truth is a social media phenomenon. He is a R&B and rap artist, and he also is a father most definitely. Um, two beautiful daughters. To two beautiful daughters. He's a brother. Um, he was most recently a husband. Yes. Um, and he also is a friend. And so he is a man that has a lot of different layers and complexities. Most of you guys may already have your opinion about Latruth. But today we're going to have an exclusive interview with him to talk about things that I'm sure you probably have questions about but never, ever had the answers to. So Latruth has sat down and he's agreed to have an exclusive interview today to talk about those things and debunk the rumors and also to answer the questions that you have. And he's told me I can be completely open and honest, and I can ask him anything. He's going to be an open book with us today. So thank you so much, Latruth, for deciding to open up and be open and honest with Coinology. No problem. I feel like this is the best place to do it, too. Okay. Well, we're going there. So, Latruth, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Where are you from? I'm from Forest City, North Carolina. It's a small town. You you said Forest City or Forest? Forest. Forest. Okay. Where is this? It's um, It's about 45 minutes away from Charlotte. Okay. Everybody know what Charlotte, North Carolina is. Yep, yep. Forest City is a very small country town, you know, mostly Caucasians. Okay. And so you were uh, born to um, a two-parent household, or what type of household were you born into? Um, It was two-parent until I was about, you know, till five years old. I lost my mother when I was five years old to stomach cancer. Okay, so you were, your mother and father were married? No, they wasn't married. Okay. Uh, they just lived together. Yeah. They lived together. And then um, what, which child were you? Were you the first, second, third? Um, third. I have two sisters older than me and a brother and a sister younger than me. But I also have two brothers older than me, too. Okay. Okay. So you... Well, different dads. Different okay. Dads. Okay. And you lost your mother at five. Yes. Okay. To stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. All right. So did you really, uh, when you think about it at five years old, had you built a relationship with your mom that was lasting? Did you really understand when she died? Nah, I had no clue what was going on. I don't really have any memories of my mother neither. So at five years old, I don't really remember anything except for the funeral. 
Okay. And so you just, do you remember being told that your mom had passed? I do. Okay. And then just being at the funeral, you know, seeing everybody else crying and stuff like that. I still really didn't know what was going on, but, you know, reality hit after. Later. So how old, so I guess at five years old, who took you? Who who raised you? when? Um, My dad, he tried to raise me, my brother, and my younger sister by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember he was working a lot. So he went to his mom and asked her if she could keep us or whatever while he was working. So we moved in with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. How did that? So how old were you then? Um, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure that probably felt extremely strange, right? Yeah. I know you probably felt completely abandoned. How did you feel because your mom had just passed and and now dad has seemingly had to make some changes and now you're in a completely different household. How did you handle that as a kid? I really don't, I can't remember a lot of those things, mm-hmm. man. I just know, you know, I would have, I would have liked to have been raised by my father, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, being older, understanding that he did work a lot and for him to do that for three children by itself, I could figure it probably could be kind of hard, but mm-hmm. you know, my grandparents, it was cool because it was like a lot of other kids around too. So, I experienced growing up around my cousins and stuff as well. Did you have expressed what, to your father how you felt? Like, I wish you would have just kept me. I did, as mm-hmm. I got older. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like conversations. Just going back to my hometown as much. Me having an older, having a daughter myself, and he would see the relationship of me driving from Atlanta all the way to North Carolina all mm-hmm. the time. He would see me at least three times out the month, me coming to uh, North Carolina to see my child. And he... You know, he was just like, man, I just to see how you is about your daughter and you live way there, I like to see that, man. You, you're a great father. And so did, did Dad come see you quite a bit when you were with your grandparents, or did he kind of? He did, but, you know, I felt like, I mean, it could have been more, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we lived in the same city. He did come around at least twice a week, you know, to his mom's house and spend time with us as well and buy mm-hmm. us clothes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. get to see him. Mm-hmm. So the relationship with your father today, how is that? We have a great relationship. Okay, great, you know? great, great. So I know, as you mentioned, you know, you, you moved in with your grandmother. Were you a, tr- a troubled child? How was your, your upbringing? I was always a good kid. You know, my grandparents always told me I was a good kid. So, okay. you know. Mild-mannered. Mild-mannered, always. I've always been respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was smart, made really great grades, so. My grandma would call me the professor. Um, I guess I would challenge some of the things that she might would say to me mm-hmm. because the education level. Like I just felt like if she said something that it wasn't right, education-wise, I would be like, nah, grandma, it's not this, it's that. Mm-hmm. So she would call me the professor. So did you ever, so was college on the agenda for you? It was at an early age because I had the love and the desire for basketball. Okay. And I played basketball all through high school. Um, I had my own apartment at the age of 16. Wait a minute, so you moved out at 16? Yeah. So you, were you uh, legally emancipated? Nah, had somebody that like kind of just signed for me, my so, older sister. So why did you move out at 16? I was living with my dad at the age of 14. My grandmother had got sick, so me and my brother moved with my grandparent, with my, with my dad. Mm-hmm. And the way my dad was raised, he moved out at the age of 16, 17, so he felt like to be a man, we get our own crib. So we got our own, our own apartment. Um, my oldest sister had so, signed for the Wait a apartment. minute. So how were you able to afford an apartment at 16 years old? Um, with my mom passing, 
it was a check that we got every month as well. Okay. 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 So you were on your own at 16 years old. You did not have a mother figure. Right. Um, your father primarily said, you know, you have to go out here and figure it out mm -hmm. on your own. Um, you were playing basketball in school. Yes. Did that then turn, did you go off to college or what were, what, I didn't. And, and, and what was the decision around that? Why did you not go to school? Um, right when I graduated high school, my brother, my brother and my younger sister, they actually lived with me too in the apartment that I had. So Wait a minute. I decided to. Wait a minute, let's back up. Okay. So your father felt like you needed to be a man at 16. Yeah. It was 16, 17. 16, right? 17. Yeah. But why are you now responsible for raising children? I mean, I had children, so. So, okay. So you were you had to raise two other kids at 16 years old. Yeah, I had two two siblings, my brother and my um, younger sister, lived with me in the apartment as well. And I still went to school every day without mm -hmm. somebody telling me to go to school, perfect attendance, made good grades, uh, one of the star players on my basketball team. And when I graduated, my sister and my brother, we all still lived in the same apartment. So I, I had planned to take a year off mm -hmm. from college or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then once I took a year off, I just ended up not going, started doing music and stuff like that. So desire had that love for my passion for music. So mm -hmm. that's why I never went back to school. So uh, do you ever wish that you had went to school? I do. You do? I think you about do. it all the time because I still even have that same love for basketball today. So. Mm -hmm. so then how old were you when you had your first child? I was 25. You're 25. So yeah. there was a gap. So you graduated at 18. Mm -hmm. And then um, you explored the world, but you still had responsibilities of raising your younger siblings. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you met the mother of your first daughter. Yes. Okay. Were you guys in a relationship um, that seemed as if you were going to one day get married or was this just someone you met? How, what was the relationship like with her? Um, I actually was dating another girl when I first had met her. She had went off to, um, to the service. Mm-hmm. And I was just being honest with her, like being going to the service or whatever. I know I can't just sit back and not do anything. So we broke up, and that's how I met the I met the other girl. Mm -hmm. So you were honest. Time. You told yeah. her up front, I'm not. Yeah. So you were you ever the type of dude that would you know run multiple women and them not, not know? A, not if I'm in a relationship. Like, okay. If I'm in a relationship, I'm solid with that person. That I'm so with. how do you detect a relationship? What does a relationship mean to you? Both sitting down and saying that we boyfriend and girlfriend and we only going to be with each other. Okay, so you have to have that conversation. Yeah. Otherwise, if, that, if you haven't had that conversation with truth and you out here hollering about you his girlfriend, you're not. Right. Facts. If if we ain't sit down, <laughs> if we ain't sit down and make that, you know what I'm saying? If we never said that that's what it is, then we both single. You both single. All right. So now you meet the mother of your first daughter, and then did you guys sit down and have that conversation? What were mm -hmm. you guys exclusive? We did become exclusive at one point. Mm -hmm. um, I had moved to Atlanta in 2005, and at the time we wasn't in a relationship. But when I moved there. I ended up moving her to Atlanta with me, and that's when, you know, we had a baby or whatever. She so were you ever in love with her? I, I was in love at one point. Okay. 
Okay, and so then what do you think changed that relationship? Do you think it was the stress of, of being parents? What happened? Nah, it's actually before the before the baby. Like, I've always made music and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I've always got out here and hustled and sold my music and stuff like that, been charismatic. So um, she just didn't trust me. So it was constant arguments about where I'm going and if I'm cheating just because I'm out selling my music and stuff like that. So we actually was going to break up at that time. And I had told her, she kept bringing up kids and stuff like that. She had one child when I met her. Mm-hmm. So I was raising her daughter as my own. And she, when she did get pregnant, I'm like, how are you supposed to be on birth control? Mm-hmm. And she said she stopped taking birth control purposely. And so that's how my first daughter was born. So had you ever cheated on her before? Nah. So she just began to not trust you for, for no reason. You had not given her any reason not to trust you. Nope, just social media and stuff like that. So what, see, so just social media, what do you mean? She would see messages and stuff from women who are entertained by my music and stuff like so that. So were you in response to those messages? Yeah. Okay. So in your eyes, the cheating begins when? What part is cheating you, to you? When I guess when you take the numbers and start talking to them and meeting up with them and stuff like that. See, these are just messages of me like, thanks, thanks for the love. Oh, you like my music, appreciate the love. These are just messages responding back like that. Okay. That's all it was. So one thing I do know about you, Latruth, you are a naturally um, charismatic guy. Yes. And um, you are very complimentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're friendly. And so it could be easily misconstrued as flirting. Has, have you ever been called a flirt? Yes, most definitely. Okay. I'm a flirt. I definitely love women. I always have. Mm-hmm. I give compliments, but I stop there, you know, and then mm-hmm. the times that you saw me mm-hmm. is the single me. So it's going to be a little bit more extra than what it would be as if, if I'm in a relationship. But could you understand how she could say, wait a minute, you know, the truth, that's my man. He's an artist. He's well known. The women love him. He's getting inboxes and he's responding back. How do I know that the responses stop there? Yeah, I definitely can see it. Mm-hmm. I know some people do think like that, you know, just off of any type of reply. Mm-hmm. Some people do feel like it could go somewhere else. So I understand that. I know, I know where it comes from. So how did the relationship come to an end with you and her? Um, I actually was, at this time, I was still, I had a job as well while mm-hmm. I was still doing that. And I came home, was another car in my yard. So she had- What? A, another car? Yeah. A car in my yard, and I'm like, something don't seem right about mm-hmm. this. Like, the way the apartments was, I knew that it had to be at my house mm-hmm. where it was sitting. So um, I go inside. It's a dude in my house. And she's actually in the shower at the time. Just what? opening the door. The smoke is coming out from the shower. Stop the truth. He's Yeah, he's sitting on the couch. He okay. Jump, he jumps up immediately explaining to me, like, yo, 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 I didn't know she had to do. I didn't know she had to do this and that. And at this time, she's pregnant with my child. Wait a minute, hold on. You did she know you you were you getting off at the regular time? This was out. This was not your normal time of getting off work or something. Probably not. <clears throat> okay, so you came in. There was boldness of having a man in your house. Yeah. Left him on the couch. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant, and you know for a fact that the baby is yours. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that anyway. I mean, you know. I've have you ever anybody. had a have you uh, ever had a test to yeah, yeah, I definitely determine paternity? I did. Okay. All right. So but this gentleman was in your apartment. Yeah. My house. I pay the bills there. She don't even have a job. None of that. I'm taking so, care of her and her kid. And she's pregnant with my daughter. 
Okay, so she's still in the shower. What happened? Yeah. She comes out. She's screaming. What? What happened? She comes out the shower with a towel on, and it's no remorse. She's just standing there like as if she didn't do nothing wrong. So dude was just explaining himself. I said, look, bro, just get the hell out of my house. Like, I don't know you. You were here because she invited you here. He left. And that yeah. was it between you and her? That was it. I told her that was it. So I said she got to move back home, back with her parents and all that. So, so that sounds like animosity. She's mad about something. So she just had, it sounds like she wanted you to find him in your house. No? I wouldn't think so. I mean, she didn't expect me to come home. It's not like I called and said, hey, I'm on my way home. I didn't say that. So she didn't, she thought she could get away with it. Was she fighting for the relationship afterwards? Yeah. Okay. I mean, to this day, she still seems like she's fighting for a relationship that so once she, it's over, it's over. To this day, she still wants you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So then you and her break up mm -hmm. and you move on. Yeah, I move right? on. Um, at the time, I ended up moving back to North Carolina. Okay. And I seen my little girl born and all of that. And That's your twin. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my world. Like, mm -hmm. you know, having my little girl, it changed a lot of stuff about me as well. So. Mm -hmm. How old is she now? 15. 15, right? Yeah, my daughter just turned 15 too. So I know, I know at that age is very, it's very critical, but it's also very important for a little girl to have a relationship with her father. Yes. Right? So how okay. is your relationship right now with your daughter? Um, It's a little rocky right now. Mm -hmm. You know, dealing with, you know. My first baby mom, and then what's going on through my divorce right now as well. It's a lot of manipulation going on. So, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, you and your first um, daughter's mother separate. Yes. And you go your own way. Where in this did you become a social media phenomenon? Right. Where? Where <clears throat> did, did you plan this? As your grandmother calls you the professor, right? Yeah. So that tells me that you're methodical. Did you plan this? How did you become the LaTruth that had, at one point, over 8 million followers on social media? I mean, I say I planned it ever since I was a kid. Like, I've always been into entertainment and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. And, you know, losing my mom at an early age, I was impacted by other artists. Like, Tupac is one of my <laughs> biggest inspirations with mm -hmm. the song Dear Mama. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just, I always thought about my mom listening to that, mm -hmm. seeing how to have a mother, what it would be like. So that was the first song I heard that made me say, you know, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And my dad is also a singer. He sings in church. He does gospel music. He's a great singer. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> listening to him sing, I started singing and stuff like that as mm -hmm. well. And I always had a, the artistry side of it. And even back in that, when that situation happened with the first baby mama, I had a lot of followers even then on MySpace. I was one of the biggest people on MySpace from well. singing or what were you yeah. doing to get the attention music, on my music. music. okay yeah, I would get at least 10,000 15,000 plays a day on my mm -hmm. page I had probably 300,000 followers or something mm -hmm. like that even on MySpace so doing music and just being on social media and knowing how to do that stuff it was always there so you did not plan to be a social media phenomenon mm -hmm. you planned to become a major R&B singer artist yeah, a major, major artist a major rapper like um, I had 11 different mixtapes I recorded. I used to sell a bunch of mixtapes out of my trunk, mm -hmm. pay my bills and all of that stuff through just selling my music and stuff like that. So I always had that hustle. Um, so with the the certain type of scrutiny and hate that comes with that, 
coming from a small town, I experienced that at a young age because mm-hmm. where I'm from, no one makes it as a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, they look at that automatically like, man, stop that, bro. You ain't going to make it with mm-hmm. that. But I've always stayed with it. Yeah, and I'll say this because I'm a former MC, and I know you want to, you think it's a joke, but I'm not. And yeah, I will so. say this. You got some bars, though. Appreciate it. I always, I said, this, this dude right here can really, you, you got it. So what age were you when you lost your sister? Um, man, that was like five, about five years ago. So, for, so that's still the past. That's still. Yeah, that's recent. But your younger sister that you raised, she's still alive. Yes. Okay. And she doesn't, she doesn't have that cancer gene either. So. Okay. And all of your, fa- <clears throat> so all of the siblings from your mother's side mm-hmm. all tested positive. For CDH1, except for my youngest, my youngest sister. Except for your youngest sister. Uh-huh. And so, and all of you guys eventually developed stomach cancer at a point in your I life. I did. My um, Next to the oldest sister did. My brother had, he was riddled with ulcers. So he ended up getting his stomach removed because of all the ulcers. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have the cancer. Mm-hmm. So and you more. eventually had to actually have your stomach removed as well, yes. right? Because yeah. you were diagnosed. No, there's a lot of... Uh, confusion online about whether or not you were actually diagnosed with cancer or not, right. which to me is sickening for um, individuals to think that someone would actually lie about yeah. that, right? Yeah. But you actually were diagnosed with cancer. Diagnosed, videos to prove it. You know, they've seen it. But you saw, you lo- this this man lost his mother, you lost your older sister, mm. To lie about that would mean that you have to be diabolical. Yeah, I, I don't understand what you know what type of world we live in where people do that. You mm-hmm. know, and to lose my complete stomach, mm-hmm. and I'm not even I don't even want to get my stomach removed. Mm-hmm. You know, when my sister passed from it, we was all alerted about having a gene. If that's something I wanted to do just for preventive things, I could have did it five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I really tried my best to not even I didn't even want to get my stomach took out. My brother and my sister, they did it like um, three years before I did. Mm -hmm. And their lifestyle afterwards scared me. I didn't even want to get my stomach took out. So I'm constantly fighting it. That's why I started juicing for six months straight and working out every day to see if I could cure it without getting my stomach removed. I mean, when I see previous images of you, you look like a totally different man. Yeah. I mean, do you... I mean, you were probably about what a hundred pounds heavy. How much? How yeah, much? I was two fifty five. Okay. And I'm one seventy five now. So. All right. So yeah, almost a hundred pounds yeah. heavy. You like a totally different man, but you did. You were diagnosed. You did have your stomach removed. Yes, ma'am. And that was a major, major, major surgery. So let's just keep going. Um, you you've now lost. You left your your first. Uh, child's mother you're out and you have now started uh recording more music and you've yeah. become a social media phenomenon first on myspace yeah which of the other outlets hit first was it facebook instagram tiktok which was the one that really tuck you over the top i must say it was myspace first then vine Vine had the short clip. Vine died a slow death when Instagram yeah, came out, right? Yeah, it, it did. <laughs> Vine was lit too, man. Vine was lit, but Instagram came out and everybody said, rest in peace. But I remember that date, clear as day. Mm-hmm. 
So then, so you were hitting on, and this is the thing. Most people, truth, they may luck out and get a lot of followers on one One platform, platform. but they don't know how to do it on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. And if they lose all their followers, they don't know how to get them back. So obviously you understand the sociological makeup of a person to decide to say, I'm going to hit follow. Right. Right. Okay. So... Were you initially getting your followers up because you saw that to equate to selling albums, or did you are you addicted to fame? Ah uh, man, see, see, even with the Vine stuff, it didn't translate to dollars at the time. Mm-hmm. Just to to make a lot of money on social media, and with Vine, I had millions of followers on there. MySpace obviously wasn't getting paid to be on that site, and then Facebook came. At the time, I was actually working a job in Atlanta. Which, um, where were you working? At uh, Old Dominion Freightliner. So what like were you doing? It was like 20 dollars an hour unloading and loading trucks. So if somebody were to say, Truth, you got to go back out there and get a job, what would you say your profession would be? Mm, it probably would be something dealing with probably warehousing or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. If, if I just had to, I mean, obviously at this point, I would want to be the one running the warehouse. Oh, we all would want to run, but, you know. I would run it. Okay, (laughs) but check this out, though. The thing that's that's dope about this is that it also lets people know you never know who that person is that's sitting next to you. So if you're at a warehouse, if you're at Walmart, if you're at McDonald's, wherever you are, the person don't ever sleep on that person sitting next to you because that person sitting next to you could be that next big thing. That's true. Right? So you were working at a warehouse, but in your mind, you were already calculating your escape and it was different because nobody I think at that time was thinking about influencers Mm -hmm. the way they do now now everyone's talking about I want to be an influencer but back then when you became an influencer I don't know that that was actually a a profession right it wasn't so um, when did you say I can walk away from this warehouse job how did you know that this was time to walk away um, at the time, I, um, let me see, when I jumped, I was on Vine first. I was on Facebook as well, but I only had like 70,000 followers. And all I posted was just the music. Mm-hmm. So I took the Vine clips, the funny clips that I was making, and I started putting them on Facebook. And within two weeks of posting those videos, I already shot up to another like 250,000 followers mm-hmm. on Facebook. So I'm watching all of this. The numbers keep going up, so I'm creating more content that's like that. And within... Six months, I'm probably at a million followers on Facebook already. And I started. Well, stop. It, that can't just be. I don't want to mislead the followers or the viewers to think that just by posting videos, it can grow. You had to have studied when to post, how often to post, keywords. How, did you, or did you just post? You just post it? I just post it, man. I, Was it, I feel like you, it's God. So that's why I always say God got me. Were you posting all day? Nah, I would post like maybe two videos. Um, at that time, probably three videos a week because I'm actually working. Three a videos job. a week and you yeah. grew like that? Yeah. I, like I said, I say as God, I had got to a point, even with the music, I started saying, and I said it publicly one time too. I mm-hmm. was like, man, I'm I'm about done with this. I've been chasing this music career. I've been doing this. I'm, I'm about to give up. At the first time in my life for me to even say something like that. So... I'm not even checking my page every day. I'm just, I go on there maybe once a week and mm-hmm. I look at it like, this is crazy. How is these numbers just going like this? So it was like 
when I when I said that I was gonna be done with it, it just seems like something was like, nah, you're not gonna be done with it. So when did you know that this was something that you could make a living off of? Um, they had started giving us with the big platforms like these links, these news articles and stuff like that to post. And it it might be some celebrity news, something about Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, or mm -hmm. something like that. And I would post these links on the Facebook and stuff like that. And I might make ten thousand dollars off of one post. My God, in the traffic. So I'm still at this job, you know. Loading and you looking and like, stuff. wait a minute. Yeah, I'm taking my phone. I'm looking at this like, like, hold up, is this is this for real? Meanwhile, they're like, Robert, please report to the main office. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, I'm making $24 an hour at, this, at the job, at mm -hmm. the trucking job. So I'm seeing decent money. I'm about to say $24 is nothing to sneeze at. Right. My bills my bills is paid. My daughter's taken care of. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing 10000 in one day off a, off a post. And you were still living in North Carolina? No, nah, I was living in, here in Atlanta. Okay, you were here. Okay. Um, so I'm seeing this. And this is consistent for like maybe two months straight. I'm seeing this type of bread just off that. So I start I started taking it back serious again with everything that I was doing. And I just started creating skits and creating little short films and everything. The traffic is still coming in. I can't miss. Everything that I post is going viral. So how long before you said peace to the job? Two months. Wait a minute. So you took a risk and left your job after making money like that for two months because how did you know that wasn't just a fluke because you know facebook is real big now they start giving you promos and taking it away and changing up things you just said hey i just knew that it was in me it's like as long as i don't give up ain't nothing gonna be able to stop me no matter what it is and i went through a situation at that job mm -hmm. where i wanted to take the weekend off to see my little girl mm -hmm. and they actually tried to fire me for taking that week off and to go see my little girl. Mm. And when I came back and then when I started making the money, it was just like, man, I don't even, I don't want to be at a place like this that's going to fire me just because I want to go home and see my little girl. She lived in North Carolina at the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just, I started making the money and I didn't, I just didn't look back. Like, you just I, kept going from yeah, there. It's okay. high driven. I create content every day and I just don't, it's no days off. So let's start getting into what most people know you for. I know you of you became uh, um, a master influencer. I would say probably one of the top urban influencers out there. Did you ever ink any deals with any major corporations or like a Walmart or any of those type of uh, companies? I didn't, but you know, being married, obviously, um, my ex was able to do a commercial. Okay. With, you know. So we about to talk about that. So we're going to go into the part where I think most people know about the truth because mm -hmm. I will be honest with you and I, and I shared that with you I was not familiar with you as um, an artist or as an influencer right. um, and I was producing another show that was based on relationships and some of the producers that actually supported the show that I was on said hey you need to check out these this couple, these people, mm -hmm. um, they're going through a very complex time. And then I went out there and researched you. And then at the time, your ex-wife. And that's how I became familiar with you. Gotcha. And um, from that point on, I think 
hundreds of thousands of more followers, that's when they became familiar too. Because as you know, it doesn't matter how many followers. You can have five or six million followers. True. It's still a gazillion people who don't know who you are. Right. So let's back up. How did you meet your now soon-to-be ex-wife? Um, on Facebook at the time, I had six million followers. Um, she slid in my DMs. She had did a music video with this guy in Vegas, and she was just like, how much do you charge to promote? I didn't see the message at the time, so I'm live. I'm going live that day, and she keeps commenting on the mm-hmm. post, like, yo, check your DM, check your DMs. I really want to speak to you. So I checked the DM, um, looked at the pictures, looked at the video. and Looked at the pictures, huh? Yeah, I definitely looked at the pictures. <laughs> you know? And then her page said Atlanta, so it was mm-hmm. like, and then when we get on the phone, I find out she lives in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, Wilson, North Carolina. Okay. And so I, that was kind of catfishes with the whole Atlanta Yeah, so, thing. so you said you live in Atlanta, but you really yeah. live in Rocky Mount. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, your page say Atlanta. So and at the time, we were supposed to be just doing business, obviously. But I looked at the pictures, and she was like, well, Atlanta ain't nothing. I drive there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she drove eight hours to come see me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked on the phone for days. Like, you know, it's that love bombing stage. Like, she tell me her mom had just recently passed. And I can't lie. Like, at that time, I'm a six million followers. I had the Will He Cheat web series out. I'm doing a lot. You know, DMs flooded all the time. I'm hanging out with a lot of different women. But when she told me about her mom passing, I felt like I instantly had to save her because I, I didn't even know what it was like to have a mother. And for her to be crying on the phone telling me about her mom passing, I took my guard down, and when she came to see me, it was just like everything was just what it was. So out of all the women that you were dating at that time, she, Brianna, captured your heart. Yeah. Had you ever been in love like that before? Nah. It's like I said, a trauma bond is different. Mm -hmm. You know, her mom So it's the difference between a trauma bond and being deeply head over heels in love. Were you ever in love with Brianna? I definitely think I definitely was in love, but it was the trauma bond in the beginning. That's Mm -hmm. what made me take the guard down, take my guard down and say, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to save her. And it was almost like I was fixing myself in a sense, I would say, because I didn't have a mom. So Mm -hmm. to know what it would feel like to have your mother your entire life and lose her, that just, it did something to me. Like, it crushed me. How many followers did Brianna have when she met you? Uh, Maybe 400, maybe, or something like that on her personal page. So she she was not an influencer. She didn't have a fan base at all. Not at all. She didn't even have a fan page, like. All of that stuff was created. I created the fan page for her. Okay. And so you created this image of goals. Because I mm-hmm. know that a lot of, uh, in doing my research, you guys became what they call the relationship goals for social media. Did that put a lot of pressure on you and your marriage? It definitely did. You know, mm-hmm. within, especially with that, like a year in, it definitely put a lot in mm-hmm. there. Because like initially when we met, she just wanted to go to work. You know, she was doing like, healthcare and she had this job where she was making maybe like ten dollars an hour when mm-hmm. we met and she has you know three children when we met and I raised the kids like my own mm-hmm. so through the whole thing it was times where we might have gotten a few arguments because she wanted to go to work mm-hmm. and it was just like look you can make so much money doing this and then still have time with your kids because that's the thing I didn't get the experience what a mother would be like to actually have my mom so to go to work 
these little odd hour jobs that she don't even get to spend time with her kids. I didn't like that idea. So how long did it take before she decided to jump into your your industry? Maybe six months into the marriage. Okay. And so that shows you there that Brianna did not necessarily marry you because she was trying to jump onto your coattail. Right. She married you because she loved you. It, it felt genuine to me mm -hmm. as well, so mm -hmm. that's why I didn't have a problem with pouring into her the way I did. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. And so do you ever regret the truth? And, I, and I've been dying to ask you this question since I first met you. Do you ever regret introducing your relationship to social media? I do. And do you believe that your, your relationship could potentially still be intact had social media not been introduced? I think it's possible, but um, it just seemed like it was a lot of insecurities there, too, though. Mm -hmm. You know, from whatever happened in the, the previous relationship before she met me. Mm -hmm. um, I had been single for a long time. So I didn't have any type of, you know, it was nothing from another relationship. Well, we all have baggage. You're going to have some type of baggage. I, I'm sure there was something there. I will say this, you're a good man, though, because it's mm -hmm. hard for a lot of men to take on a woman and her three children. Right. So there was definitely something there. You took her her three children, you then introduced her into a career that was very lucrative. Mm -hmm. How far into the marriage would you say problems? And, and listen, all marriages have problems. All so I don't want yeah. people to think that because they hit a, you know, all marriages have problems. But when did you start to recognize that this these problems are not typical problems? Um, I'd say that the first, the first argument that we had, which was pertaining to me working with another female. So we're going back to that again. Yeah. That's where the first outburst the flirt. that was. The flirt. Had you ever, flirting. well, but had you ever thought the truth that there could be something? Mm -hmm. No. I'm just a man and I work with a woman. So sometimes people think that a man can't work with a woman without it being something physical or but sexual. But how far the into the marriage did this argument happen? This might have been maybe a year that this particular incident that I'm going to speak of happened that made me say, like, something ain't right. Now, why did you say something wasn't right? What happened? She called the police. So, wait a minute. Your wife, did, was there any type of physical altercation no. for her to call the police? No. So, the police came to your house for what? Because she called them and said that I put my hands on it, and I didn't. Had you ever? Never put my hands on a woman in my entire life. So, what happened when the police came? Nothing because I recorded. So, wait a minute. Why were you recording? Were you recording for social media or were you recording because? For the police, that's it. For the police. Anytime okay. I've ever cut my camera on, it's for the police in those moments. But I've noticed, I've seen that you guys turn the cameras on a lot mm -hmm. in periods that I think are probably the most intimate times between a husband and a wife. You guys had cameras on. So, when did you know? that we're not, this is not a skit, this is real life. When the cameras wasn't on. Like, but that the becomes, stuff that we put on camera is actually skits. But that's, that becomes challenging after a while because then I think that's what you guys are living through now mm. as to whether or not what people are saying or not saying, is it real, is it a skit, is it something in my mind, is it really him, is it not him? It becomes dangerous doing that. Those beautiful moments is what, what it was. Unless I work with somebody else.
Mm-hmm. If I worked with somebody else, then it became toxic. Had you ever thought, okay, my relationship with my first child's mother began to go downhill because of accusations. My relationship with my new wife is, had you ever thought, what is it that I may need to do to change to make my significant other feel more comfortable? Nah, because like in my marriage, I FaceTimed her on my way to the spot. When I get there, she see me at the spot. I that don't means know, nothing, I don't know. though, the truth. The other woman can be standing on the other side of the camera. They can be, but that's not a me problem. But how, what you mean is not a me problem? That's what do you a, mean by that? security because me as a man, mm-hmm. I know women have to work with other guys too. As Again, she had the same type of platform as me. Had she you had, ever had an affair on no. your wife? You've never, ever cheated on Brianna. Never cheated on her. She would tell you that, though. Okay. She used to say it throughout the whole marriage. She went through my phone every night, everything. She would say, he's never cheated on me. So whatever happened So going through somebody's, before, I'm going to just tell the ladies this, y'all. Going through somebody's phone does not tell you if somebody cheats or not, okay? Because a good cheater knows how to go through the phone and delete. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a fact. And good cheaters also know how to turn Instagram on vanish mode. I don't know how to turn mine on vanish mode. Okay. All right. So go on back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you are saying now she, she accused you of cheating. Yeah. All right. You never cheated on Never Brianna. cheated on him. All right. So that was the first major altercation. You guys were able to. How did you trust her again? Because as a black man, to have the police called to your home with accusations of of abuse, you could have been arrested. I could have been arrested. I could have been killed. There's so many different things could have happened. And you moment. never, ever had a record. Never. So you're, you could have had a record created for you that day. I could have. So how did you then turn back and say, I love you, I trust you, I want to continue this relationship? I was in protection mode the whole entire marriage. Like I said, it's that her losing her mind. Is all I could still think about, and not having a mother to be there in any of those type of moments. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I could see. I felt like there was my, I was supposed to save her and protect her no matter what. But do you feel also that if your mother was still here, that you would have endured what you went through in your marriage? No, I don't think so. Cause I I know she would have told me that that nah, don't do that. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. That's not love or whatever the case may be. I'm sure I would have got direction in that. Where was your sister? Um, my sisters was all back in North Carolina, but I don't go to people with my problems. So I, w- I never went to nobody with that type stuff. Okay. The only person that knew about that particular incident was my brother. He's a, he's the only one. So your sister never met your wife? Nah, they didn't meet before we ever got married. So, so that, that, you know, I'm going to tell you guys is don't go running off getting married to somebody and not bring... Um, the young lady that you are interested in around women who know and love you. I would not do that because these women can tell you if this person is going to be good for you or not, right? Yeah. So you you may, you get married. Your your sister meets Brianna after the fact. Did your sister immediately see any red flags with Brianna, or was she in support of the marriage? She didn't meet her till like in person till like years later. Years, so yeah. you and your sister must have a, a strange relationship. 
We don't, but they live in North Carolina. I live in Atlanta. so Okay, but North Carolina is right in. up the road, though. It is, but when I do go home, I went home to see my little girl, and I would spend time with my sister, my brothers, and my that's dad. That's not normal, the truth. That's, I, that's facts. I, I agree. I totally agree. Were you hiding something? No. Nah. Were you trying to keep Brianna away from your family? Nope. I just needed my peace. So um, Brianna never said, when are you going to introduce me to your sister? No. Nah. She never asked about those? No, not at all. So there's got to be a reason why you kept her away from your family. What's the true reason, Truth? I needed peace. What do you like, mean? When you're married and it's toxic because of things dealing with my work and stuff like that, I needed to go home just to have some peace. I didn't. She so your sister me. never said, LaTruth, how come I've never met Robert? Is what your sister called. Which is your sister called you? Robert. Robert. Or LaTruth. They, they say LaTruth. Okay, so Robert. How come I've never met this wife? No, they never said that. Wow. And you sure that when you were sliding back to North Carolina, there was just, it was nothing else going on over there? 100% true. Okay. When I spend time with my kids, I'm just with my kids. So when I go to North Carolina, it's just me and my daughter. She see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The world sees that. I go live. I post videos. There's so many videos out there with me singing with my little girl. From a baby all the way up, they know my daughter just as well as they know me. So, so, so Brianna, <clears throat> you and Brianna um, continue with your marriage. Um, you don't have any counsel from other women at this point telling you this is normal, this isn't normal. Um, other than social media, what what people on social media saw. So, when you when you say certain things of <clears throat> having women telling me stuff, I definitely saw it on social media when we first even got together. Mm-hmm. Like they had painted out this picture, I didn't. I but didn't you don't really social media. The women up there could have just they been saying right, anything. They was right. They were right. Yeah. So what type of picture did they paint out? What did they say? I mean, it was just a lot of you being used. The woman don't really want to be with you, and you know things. But why like do you that. say that's right? Because just I'm because of, everything unfold how it's unfolding right now. So you feel like who, you were used. A man who builds a woman up, take care of the kids like his own, love his kids like mm-hmm. his own. I didn't I didn't treat I don't even treat my biological kids better than my stepkids. I treat them all the same. Mm-hmm. They'll even say the same thing. I pour into all of them, I pour it into her. So to see me being treated the way I'm treated after a separation or because I say I can't do this no more. I mean that's yeah, I believe everything they said. Like, okay. So you I? believe you were used. I do. This woman who moved in with you, who continued to work her ten dollar hour job, she didn't continue to work. She she quit her job when she moved with me. Okay. So, um, w- let's talk about the faithful day. Okay, what? the faithful day, the day that everything came to a head. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know that there was a lot of um, you guys were initially creating an image on social media of the Latrufs. Everything yeah. was perfect. Everything was grandiose. But behind the scenes, it was hell? It was hell when I worked with somebody. If I didn't work with nobody, things would be okay. So what were you when you worked with somebody, what were you what were you guys working on? I do skits. The same stuff you see now, like you see the content you see created mm-hmm. now, where I may I do a video with another female. These type of contents I would do in the relationship. So when you see her get mad and go on social media even now while we're not together, it's the same thing. Now she can lash, she can only lash out at the phone or at a live stream. I'm not in the house no more. 
So you can't you can't do these things or say these things to me directly. So now the only thing you can resort to is getting on social media and talking to Were the skits sexual? No. Were they flirtatious? Yeah, I think so. I, I feel like any skit that a man and a woman does together, whether it's a, a relationship type of skit, is going to look that way. Did you introduce Brianna to these women before you filmed these skits? No. Did she know you were going to film them? Did she see them for the first time on social media? She knew I was filming skits with females, though. But she didn't sit down and interview them or nothing like that. So you did not engage. So you knew that this was an insecurity that your wife had. Mm-hmm. And you did not engage her into this, into the, you know, getting to know the women and so forth. Because that could have maybe helped keep. Well, I've even asked her if she could be in the skits as well. Mm-hmm. And she could actually be there with me when I do the skits and be in them as well. But she didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Why did you have to have skits with other women? That's the only way I've ever created content. When mm-hmm. she met me, the content that I made that was going viral, millions of views and millions of followers, it comes from that type of content. But I noticed that all of a sudden, Brianna became a phenomenon too, right? She, her numbers began to go up. Yeah, so did always you, skits with me. I create all those skits. Right. So could you and her have not just done skits together and continue to grow your numbers and keep your marriage? Um, I don't think so. Why because not? It, because it really didn't matter how I did content, it still would be a problem. No, nothing made her happy, no matter what it was. As it related to other women? Nah, not even just that. Like, I created content for years where I stopped even doing skits with other females. Police still got caught. Mm. She so, called the police at least five times throughout the marriage. And there was no physical abuse? No physical abuse at all. Not from me. Like, I don't, I don't put my hands on women. Verbal, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. It'd be a lot of arguments. So mm-hmm. that's what she learned how to record from. I'm recording her because I know she's going to call the police. And when they get there, they see that she was lying. It's a couple of times they actually was going to lock me up. Had me in cuffs and everything. I'm like, look, I got a video. You need to see the video. Mm-hmm. And then when they see the video, they actually go ask her, like, yo, why would you say all of these things? So this you know, woman you called. Could be locked up. But the truth, this woman called the cops on you not once, not twice, not three, not four. But five times, and you continued to turn around and trust her. I did. Okay. And, it, and I mean, it's fear. I built a whole brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I genuinely love this woman and the kids, and I could see this day coming. So that day that we're going to talk about, that fateful day where the goals relationship that we know became mm-hmm. no more right mm-hmm. what happened on that day um on that actual day where the footage went to the internet where she went live um we had just moved into a new house um my oldest daughter was living with me at the time as well so i come home well she take the kids to school and then when she come back you know i wanted to get a little physical i just you know i went through cancer and all of that now, um, you ain't even supposed to be doing all that after surgery and stuff, right? Nah, I, I was past the threshold. I, okay, I was about to say, you're supposed to be calming down now, all nah, right. I, I can get some. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't work out like mm-hmm. and lift over 10 pounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, on this particular day, uh, I was just like, you just it seems like you're not into me anymore or something like that. Because, I mean, I lost a lot of weight, and I was just looking at how she was treating me when I lost the weight. So on that day, she said that she wanted to watch this reality TV show. 
and she was tired from going to take the kids to school. And I did say something that was a little fly that day that, you know. What did you say? Um, if you're not going to give me love and affection, I might well just step out. Okay. All right. I mean, what else am I supposed to do as as a man? So, but like, you do understand when you say that you created tension, right? Because like you said, what else am I supposed to say? But if you got to keep like this, Brianna was also taking care of a, a husband that was recently very sick. What make you feel that though? You just had stomach cancer and an right. operation, right? But what make you feel like she took care of me? Well, maybe she didn't, but she was taking care of her three kids, right? Yeah. Taking care of three children, getting them off and back and forth. A person can get tired. True, mm -hmm. right? So because she denied you one time. It wasn't one time. It That's was just the one day I said something. Okay. So she, she and, and, and a woman has a right to deny you if she's tired. Right? She's raising three children. Not by herself, though. You know, but when she met me, she was raising three children by herself. Okay. When she met me, that changed. I became the chef in the house, the, the cleaner. She had a pretty easy life. Like, that changed up a lot. So, so you know that if she was already insecure about you and other women and you making the comment, I might as well step out, that probably sent her through the roof. Mm. I can't say it sent her through the roof no more than her thinking I was doing stuff when I never, she never but had that, to think I did But something. that gives her, that gives her something, no? I can say it do. That's mm -hmm. why I said I can admit I was wrong for even saying it. So you lit the fire that day. Yeah, that day I You lit, lit the fire. fire. Mm -hmm. And so at that mm -hmm. moment, you said that, and what happened then? Um, I had my, both of my phones was laying on the bed, mm -hmm. and I was still in the bathroom at that time, so... I'm wondering why I said that, that she was just so quiet. I'm brushing my teeth. Like they the say, once the woman get quiet. Yeah, she's quiet. Like, <laughs> once she's you not, get quiet, that's a wrap. She's not saying anything. So it's okay. like, I'm like, that's kind of odd. I'm brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. So I, I lean over here and look into the bedroom, and my phones is right there. She's going through the phones, mm -hmm. which she does every night. So I knew I ain't had nothing to hide regardless. Mm -hmm. But on this particular day, I had just left the mall. I have to go to the mall every week to get a um, a B12 shot ever since I got my stomach took out. Okay. So I went live at that mall, and there was a girl that worked in the little travel park. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's always a girl. Uh -huh. But I go live, and she was like, oh, Latrube, Latrube, I want to do a skit with you or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool, just reach out to me on Instagram. I could put something together or whatever. Boom. She messages me on Instagram. I don't see it. Mm -hmm. The next day I come to the mall, she's on her way out the mall as I'm walking in the mall. I don't recognize her. So I'm walking in. She was like, Latrue, Latrue, I spoke to you the other day. I said I wanted to be in a skit. I messaged you. I said, oh, yeah, I ain't seen it, man. My stuff be flooded. Mm -hmm. So she was like, well, type in my name. So mm -hmm. I typed it in. Then I find her. I said, okay, I found you now. Cool. That's the message that she see in the phone whenever she opened it up. So she starts immediately arguing, saying that I'm going to the mall to meet chicks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, nah, read the message, what it says. But listen, you just told this woman <clears throat> that I might as well step out. I get that. Right? So you can see where that came from. So you guys got into an argument. Yeah. And then what? Um, I just said, I just said, I right, get my phones or whatever. I'm about to go. This has happened too many times. I already know what this is leading to. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad is downstairs in the basement. 
he's at the house while all of this is going on. Yeah, was he living with you guys at this moment? He's never lived with us, but he did come around a lot. Okay. So. And you and him have a good had a good relationship. Yeah, we we always been cool. Okay. Like, but um, I mean, he knows of a lot of the times that she's called the police too and told us she was wrong, and you know. Mm-hmm. But in that particular day, I just want my phones. I like look. I'm getting my phones. I'm just gonna go get a hotel. Because oh, all of these wait times, wait a minute! All of these times, a hotel. Because all of these times that the police got called, that's what I had to do. Okay. When you're married, you know a lot of people think that you could just, you could just tell somebody to leave the house or whatever the case may be. You can't do that when you're married, and a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. So with the first couple of times that it did happen, like on the first time, I was like, man, can can she just leave? Like I, I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. Nah, y'all married, y'all. This is both of y'all house. Mm-hmm. No matter, you know, everything mm-hmm. was in my name. I'm paying the bills, but I had to learn that then. Like, mm-hmm. so I would always get a hotel every time because she had three children in the house. It makes sense for me just to go get the hotel. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in the hotel, my phone, I can't. If I wanted to call somebody else to just confide, like if I want to just call my brother or somebody to talk about it. I wouldn't be able to because my phone would ring back to back to back to back to back to back to back when I'm at the hotel and it's her just calling me from different numbers. It should. Why should it? I mean. call the police and lied and said somebody put their hands on it. Okay, well, that's true. You obviously don't want them in the house if you're doing that, right? Yeah. So you said to her, look, I'm out. Mm. And she was like, what? You're not going nowhere? Oh, now see, now on that particular day. That particular day. That particular day. I said, look, I'm just trying to go. Give me my uh, give me my phones. I'm getting all my devices. I'm going. I'm just going to the hotel. Mm-hmm. When you calm down, maybe we can talk then. Because mm-hmm. I knew where it was going. So she was grabbing my phones. She pulled me down. I'm I'm 155 pounds at this time. And just recently had surgery. Just recently had my stomach so completely you, removed. You're still very sore. Yeah, can't lift two. I can't lift 10 pounds. I got a feeding tube hanging out my stomach. Well, that's why I was saying you shouldn't have been thinking about no. You nah, had a feeding tube hanging out and you still up there trying. That ain't got nothing to do with like, you know what I mean? True. That ain't, that ain't that's love though. You should have like, been laid in be, that bed healing. Nah, that's going sexual healing helps too. <laughs> okay, so you know. Feeding tube hanging out. Yeah. But and, I mean I'm wearing a, a brace at the time, so but at the okay. same still. Hey, can um, you imagine maybe okay, so when you said you seem as if you don't you're not attracted to me anymore. Hmm? Maybe it wasn't that she wasn't attracted to you, but maybe she was concerned about hurting you or, you know, doing the time you're sick. Nah. And that's probably not on her mind. Uh-uh. No? No. Okay. So, no way. No way. Like I said, when I, when I explained this incident, there's no way that that's a thought. Okay. So you're grabbing me, pulling me for my phone. There's no way you're concerned about my stomach at all. There's no way. Okay. So you pulling me, you 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 slapping me in the face, you kick me in my mouth, bust my lip, all for my my devices, my phones mm-hmm. that you go through every night. Mm-hmm. It's nothing in there. You seen that one text of a girl that was wanting to do a skit with me? She replied back to the girl as if she was me. So said, how did her finger? What's the deal with the finger being broken? Because I know one time it was on the left hand, then it was the right. What exactly happened with the? You just answered it. If it's on the left hand and then the right. It never happened. And that's what I said the first day that it happened. I said her finger was never broke. I broke the video down myself. Nobody wanted to listen to me. I said, zoom in closely. You see her on holding that phone with the same hand she said was broke. Mm-hmm. Then she pulled her dad with the same hand. She took the phone and moved it over here and pulled her dad with the same hand, trying to calm him down when me and him was having an argument over that situation. 
So the finger was never broke. And I posted something talking about Thin Line and all of that. And what made me even come with the idea of Thin Line is me filming her for years, watching her on the phone. He's beating me. Come here now. He's I'm looking at her. I'm She sees me filming her and she's still saying this stuff. Mm. So if I'm seeing all of that, and come on now. So after this altercation, did you guys ever live together again? Oh, no. From that point on, you mm. guys were separated. Separated for good after that. After that. Yeah. Um. So then there was a part. I saw there was a period within the relationship. Well, the the deterioration of the relationship where it looked like you guys were trying to get back together. I remember seeing you guys at a diner or a restaurant and you were trying to talk with uh, Brianna. Brianna looked distraught. She didn't, she looked as if she was not all there. You were talking normal. What exactly happened? I think a lot of your viewers want to know because they're looking at that video and they're saying something about her does not seem as if she's okay. Right. So what happened at that diner? I mean, the diner was the second part. The first video was us actually sitting on the steps. I don't know if you, did you see that one? I don't know if I saw that one. That probably did 20 million views, but we're sitting on the steps at my house. This is at the house that she moved away from when all of this happened. Mm -hmm. So she came over she had wrote she had said she had wrote a note like for the kids and all of that she was thinking about doing something to herself mm-hmm. she didn't want to be here that's the reason we even had that step conversation that dinner and then we also so had stop. three days together why are you that. guys recording something so intimate devastating and private she wanted to hurt herself and you guys we didn't put that on camera but, she spoke about it though afterwards. But why but. is any of this on camera? I mean, she went to the internet with the lie, so you have to go back to the internet to fix it. Did you tell her she had to do that? No, I told her she just needed to make things right. I didn't say how she needed to do it, but when she came that day, both of our cameras were set up. But I, both you, of our cameras were set up. You guys are in a marriage truth. Yeah. And you had cameras set up. You didn't give your marriage a chance. That's how you feel? I feel that the cameras being introduced, because there's a lot of marriages that probably have went through worse than what you and Brianna have gone through, but because the cam- because the cameras weren't mm. present and because they didn't bring everybody in their marriage, they then could work through it without the outside comments and the outside feedback i believe that even if brianna wanted to do something or if you wanted to do something because of the feedback of the trolls right you wouldn't move that way because of how people would view you i mean i do agree that you know once stuff do get to the public like that the the opinions can sway a lot of things yeah i i just feel like it didn't, you guys, listen, every marriage goes through stuff. Facts. And sometimes it goes through stuff that looks like you can't even, you can't even come back from it. And I don't think you guys, those cameras were your worst enemies. Those cameras were your mistresses. Those cameras were the other women. The cameras, the phones, they were your enemies. Yeah, I mean it can be that if you if you're insecure for sure. Mm-hmm. 
But so I want to, you know, and I know my, and I'll say this, my camera guys are going on, but this is an exclusive and there's some things I want to be able to get out that, you know, the world hasn't heard yet. So I do want to keep going for a few seconds. Let's do it. So let's go back, um, Truth, because I saw the interview at the diner. Okay. And as a woman at that time, I had not met you. Mm-hmm. I don't know Brianna. Right. I was watching the video and I said, blink three times, Brianna, if you need help. And let me ask you this, though. Um, what made you even think like that? Because what was said, right? The whole abuse thing. The abuse and all that, but not only that, but it was the behavior because she was looking into the camera Mm -hmm. as if she was emotionless. I didn't see anything coming out of her eyes. You though were talking normal and talking to her, and she just looked like somebody was forcing her to sit at that diner table and that she was in so much pain. And that she was being forced to be there. Um, and so I was confused. I was like, what exactly is going on here? Right. It wasn't a good look. I totally agree. Uh-huh. But like I said, sometimes you got to try to put yourself in somebody's shoes. Like mm-hmm. if you went on social media and you told a bunch of lies about the dude you was with, and then now you have to sit right there on camera, how are you going to look? Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about it that way. Nobody looked at it like that because mm-hmm. they felt like everything she said was the truth. Mm-hmm. So if you believe what she said is the truth and you sit down and see that, of course, if I didn't know and I just looked at that, I think, oh, dang, she looked like she's Yeah, scared. because fast forward from there, I remember seeing a video where she was, you know, saying, I never said this man hit me. I said he mentally said things to me, but he's never physically hurt me i've never physically hurt she told the truth in that moment in that moment she's that's she said that and people tend to forget that but then i remember seeing this whole debacle with you and tasha k yeah that's what if it wasn't for tasha k in that moment i wouldn't even understood a lot of the stuff that was going on her and her team reached out to tasha k to do an interview to go on there to bash me but Tasha K is the type of person that looks into stuff. Like, nah, this woman don't seem like she was ever abused. Like, where is the proof? Let me see the police records. You can't provide that because there's no records that says anything about abuse with me. Mm-hmm. Um, the finger thing, she didn't have anything that could prove none of that stuff. So, like, looked like a lot of stuff was just fake documented stuff that she did herself. Do you regret doing Tasha K? Because it seems like afterwards <sighs> Tasha K kind of turned on you a little bit, too. I don't really regret anything that I do. When it comes to me going on there and speaking about that, I spoke my truth, the truth. I, I don't even like that my truth stuff. Too many people say my truth, but that stuff be lied. I speak the truth anytime I get on there. There's no reason to lie. I'm a grown man. What you going to do to me? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you the truth. So with Tasha K, she spoke true that day. She knew what was right, but her followers... Her followers came to her and started attacking her. She has strong followers. She do. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of women. So she did take some stabs at Brianna whenever she said things about a woman with three kids should never have a man to do these certain type of things. She said that angered a lot of women. Mm -hmm. So they started attacking Tasha K. So the second time when me and her spoke, she had to cater to those people. Mm -hmm. That's what that's all that was. It was it was we might have got it wrong. We might have got it wrong. We didn't analyze. Now, you know what it is. It's a lie. She lied, said I abused her. I never did. And the same accusation she put on me, she put on the first dude before. And I'm not even going to speak bad on dude. I wasn't in their house, their relationship. I don't know what he did. 
I just know what I never done. So I feel like it could be allowing him to. I mean, he never spoke about it, but that's just how I see it because I know what I experienced. I never put my hands on him. So being in that type of relationship, her antagonizing me, coming in there, cussing me out, calling me out my name, stuff like that. She did have recordings where I cussed her back out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's times where she talked about my daughter, my oldest daughter, calling her out her name. All because my little girl is on Snapchat, texting boys on Snapchat. That does not make her a hoe. That does not make her the B word. That does not do none of that. So to tell me that my daughter is that, yeah, you're going to get that type of reaction out of me. Mm -hmm. And does I've your never daughter know she called you that, her that? She did not know that. Hmm. So, so. I mean, I, I finally did let her know about it, but it was almost as if she didn't believe me. So. But your way, daughter and your sister, because your sister even turned on you somewhere in between this, right? She didn't turn on me. She decided with her. It's the money. It's the it's the it's the light. She's getting to be seen with her. She's she took her to, to Jamaica for our wedding. It's things that she's never experienced in her but life. How does that make you feel? Your sister and your firstborn daughter is siding with your ex-wife. It's it's bad. It hurts. You know, it definitely hurts, especially with my little girl. You know, I raised her so. Um, I, I don't understand what it is. And I've talked to a lot of fathers who don't get to see their kids like that. Or, but even the first baby mama, the baby mama, yeah. your sister and your daughter have sided with Brianna. Yeah. And they hated each other the entire marriage. But you know what they say? Sometimes, you know, worst enemies can side on a common on thing. On a common to thing. Hate. And that's to bring the good guy down. Uh, my first baby mom has five baby daddies. Mm -hmm. um, not to brag. But I have more money than every baby daddy that she got. Well, you know, hold on. That's I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. But let's talk about this. She said, uh, Brianna was saying you was broke. She said you she, you had $69. 84. 80, okay, I knew it was yeah. something. I dream about that. I was like, 84. She said you had $84 like to your name. What was up with that? I mean, it's, it's obviously a lie. Like, everything is a lie to make other women not be attracted. Not want you. That's all it's for. It's, you got to think, she made $10 an hour when I first mm -hmm. met her. She makes a lot of money now. She's famous now for like social media. She's social media famous, whatever the case. However people want to label it. She can make money just by walking in a room right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She couldn't do that before. She knows that I can do the same thing for another woman. Mm -hmm. She don't want another woman to have that To life. have that. So let's talk about Father's Day this year. I, it was it was the worst Father's Day ever for me. What happened on Father's Day? I didn't get to spend time with my little girl. Neither one of them. Did you reach out? I did. I reached out to my oldest daughter as well. Um, I reached out to Brianna about my youngest daughter, and she told me I couldn't see her. My party was a couple of days before that, that event, and it's some parenting app that we have, and she said that she marked in those two days of my birthday and a day afterwards. She knew I was doing something for my birthday, mm -hmm. but she didn't put in there Father's Day. So she said, because it wasn't on the calendar, she's not gonna do it. So you didn't see or talk to either of your daughters on Father's Day? I talked to my oldest daughter, that was it. And she made a Father's Day post and deleted it within an hour after posting it. And I know why she deleted it. Why? She got, um, Brianna and her mom got onto her about it. She didn't tell me this, but I mean, that's just, common sense why make a father's day post and then delete it did you ask her no she's 15 you you can she's, just ask she's 15 her. and i've been reaching out to her every day you know still uplifting her telling her how much i love her 
speaking life into them, and a lot of times I'm not even getting replies back. So you have no idea. So in your eyes, it's just because of Brianna that your daughter has separated herself from you. It's Brianna and her mom. They both working together to do it. Mm. But the easiest way for them to affect me is through my kids. They know how much I love my kids. So if they can't get a reaction, they're going to use the kids to try to get a reaction. Mm. Just as well as I'm sure you've seen the video with my youngest daughter with Brianna and the new dude she's with the antagonizing video that they put out. How did you feel when you saw that video? And the video that you're referencing, I believe, um, it was it was time for your daughter to go and visit you. And the boyfriend is holding your daughter and trying to take her to go see you. And she's screaming, no, I don't want to go. And Brianna asked her, you don't want to go see Robert? Not daddy, yeah, but not Robert. Dad. She don't even know who Robert is. So, and I, that would rip my heart out at the same time burn me up. How, how are you handling these things and not in jail? Just can't you can't let somebody who you know is doing things intentionally to hurt you. You can't let them get the best of you, man. So many black men and black women, just people in general who throw their life away. But how do you process that the average everyday person is not even going to be able to think through they're just going to snap understanding what exactly is being done mm -hmm. that's how you that's how you get through it you know what it is if my reaction is something totally different let's say i do pick up a firearm or something like that and want to go and do something mm -hmm. my life is thrown away forever mm -hmm. my daughter will never have a father neither one of them they win but you can still okay let's say firearms don't have to be because i don't condone violence but had you not picked up the phone and called him and said, listen, as it relates to my daughter, these things are off limits. Mm -hmm. She can't be used as a pawn. And listen, I would expect and respect if you as a man to man, we having this conversation, my daughter stay out of it. Had you not thought about just having a conversation with him? We had that conversation. Um, we had to go to court. Me and, me and um, my ex, we had to go to court for this revenge porn thing that she did. And so let's talk about that up. a little bit. Reven revenge porn. Revenge porn. She took a picture of me two years ago, getting out the shower that I never knew about. And this picture started coming back to me through people on social media. She sent it to a few people on social media, and it came to me. They so did you a whole had Zoom. no idea that she took this picture of you? Didn't even know this picture existed. This is the picture that she started calling you shrimp. Yes. And how do you feel about that? With a shrimp thing? Yeah, the shrimp thing. Man, shrimp. She called shrimp po boy. I don't feel nothing about. <laughs> I don't feel nothing about the shrimp. I mean, it speaks for itself. Okay. These women are running around acting crazy. <laughs> so they acting crazy. True. Yeah, the picture is was never like for me. It's like it was an intimate picture that I didn't know about. Obviously, mm -hmm. my problem is I don't want my little girls to see my picture. Right. Right. I, the, the the world. It's no, that don't matter. If I didn't have daughters, none of that would matter. I make millions find, off of that picture. How did you find out that? she had released this picture of you through people on social media that's not even her she don't even know these people in real life she just sent well, it to i people. saw a video that she said it was a friend of hers that called and told you that used to be a friend of hers it now. was never a friend of hers it's somebody she met off social media she never met her in person at all okay all right yeah, she's calling them friends but it's, she's never even met these people so she's never met these people but she's are she's sending pictures mm -hmm. of her 
soon-to-be ex-husband naked. Yeah. And the point of that is what? Because if it's not a shrimp mm. and it's something else, she's now enticing these women. It's every man, I would say, getting out of a cold shower who's not happy at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's, it's just regular. Just regular. Just you know, chilling. Regular degla. It ain't, you know. So what was the point of her taking that picture? I wonder, like, why would she take the picture? I, I, th- I mean, I think it was probably for the purpose of what she used it for. It had to be for that. Because, I mean, throughout the marriage, I constantly, I talked about divorce a lot. Mm-hmm. When, when these type of things happen, the way I was raised, when you tell a person what it is, like, look, I'm going to divorce you if you're not going to act right. Most people get their act together if they want it to work. So I did bring divorce up. I, I, can't, I can't lie and say I didn't mm-hmm. bring divorce up. So, so you think she was being methodical. She was planning and putting these things in place so that she could, so she knew that one day when you do try to get here, I can now destroy him. Absolutely. And it's like, I could tell just by the antagonistic ways to, you know, I cuss out sometimes because she antagonized me. And especially that fine, the last day, she went and got pepper spray to spray me mm-hmm. in my face for my phones. I never swung at her or nothing. So in that moment, it's, to me, I'm like, now that I look at it now, it's like she wanted me to hit her. If she could have got that reaction out of me, mm-hmm. mission would have been accomplished what she was trying to do. And I would have went to jail, everything. If she could have got me to hit her one time, I would have went to jail. Mm-hmm. And that's I feel like that was her goal to sell this whole DV story because I create all the content. She's not a singer. She's not a rapper. She does not create content by herself. She never but she's has. she's beautiful. She's beautiful. You got to do like, more than that, though. Well, I mean. It's a lot of beautiful women. It is. It's a lot of beautiful women. But it's, two followers. It's, it's, but it's working for her, right? Her Why, beauty is should. working for her. It should. Like I said, like, when we met, it was 200, 300 followers. Mm-hmm. It's millions now. She's working with a content creator. She lives with a content creator. She's married to a content creator. She's on a platform with six, seven million followers every day. If you don't get no followers behind that, something is absolutely wrong. So revenge porn. Mm. She went to jail. She went to jail behind this. She got locked up for I'm gonna say an hour, two hours. You know how they do the little processing thing. She was able to sign out, and as soon as she signed out, she dissed the whole judicial system or whatever you want to call it. She talked bad about the lawyers. She talked bad about me. She talked bad about the judge. She did all of this on a public platform as if there's no consequences to anything that she does. And I feel like that's how she lives life. She's never had any consequences. Okay. So you, now you have a situation now with a soon-to-be ex-wife that you've just recently had you know, in jail because of revenge porn. And I didn't have her in jail. She had herself in she jail. She had herself in jail. Yeah, judges do that and... She even went on there and said that I tried to get her locked up on my daughter's birthday as if I set court dates. Like right, the, right. The judge set the date and said, asked us both, are we okay with it? We both said yes. Now, in closing, I want to ask you something because I know we've gone well over time. Do you miss your wife? I miss the dynamics of having sons. and I love, I love Josh to death, Isaiah to death, and Lauren to death. I love them to death. I raised them as my own kids. Mm-hmm. And I would say to them, keep being positive. Everything that I taught y'all, make sure y'all hold on to that. Y'all going to be great. That's that was that's what I would want to say to the kids. Mm-hmm. I do not miss their marriage. I don't miss that relationship at all. And do you think you will ever have a relationship with the kids again? Um, 
I think when they're old enough to be able to decide, obviously. You know, even with my oldest daughter now, the way she's responding and acting, she's at an age where she can kind of make those type of decisions. And I felt really bad in these situations. I talked to other fathers who had older daughters, and they said at the age of 15, they felt like they lost their daughter. Mm. And it's without even what I'm going through right now, without the two the two baby mamas doing mm-hmm. what they're doing, the manipulation. Daughters at certain ages just want to do their own thing. And us as fathers, we're very strict. It's, it's definitely structure in my house. You can't be on the phone all night. You can't. It's a lot of things you can't do in my house that you can do in your mom's house. Mm-hmm. If the mom is a lot, want right. to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be her best friend. So she has a lot more fun over there. That's in, all. In closing, if you can say some words to your soon-to-be ex-wife right now about everything that you guys have gone through to where you are right now, and you're looking directly, I want you to look directly into this camera here. This one? Yes. And that is Brianna. This camera or that camera? It's this one. That camera. Okay, cool. That camera. Um, What would you say to Brianna? Brianna, all I can say is I really loved you. Me pouring into you, teaching you the game, everything that I did, raising the kids was from the bottom of my heart. Like, I really cared a lot. And my advice is just use what I taught you in a positive way and put the kids first. And remember, all of this stuff that's been put out, they're going to be able to see it. You got to fix this now and just focus on putting the kids first, making their life better. Pour all of that same stuff that I poured into you and the kids, into the kids. You've seen how I move. You know how I move. It's never to hurt anybody. And I wish you nothing but the best, you and the kids. But we just got to do what's right. We have a daughter together. Understand that. That's my DNA in her. That's the best advice. I wish you nothing but the best. I don't want to go back and forth. I would love it if you just be truthful and say what it is. You ain't the only one that's felt like this in the dissolving of a relationship. Make it right is all I can say. That's the only thing that's going to set anybody free in this. Speak the truth. Not yours, but speak the actual truth. Well, I think that you said a lot. You said a lot. Um, I want to say thank you again for coming and sitting down and sharing with us your truth and what you call the truth by none other than the truth here at Coinology, the podcast. And I want to say thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. You ain't getting no money if you're constantly worried about what everybody else got to say. If you constantly got your eyes on what everybody else doing, you ain't getting no money. When it comes down to closing a deal, I get you done. Welcome to Coinology, the podcast.